0: Yo, this is Candor Convos, the show that has turned into a Bible study. How's everybody doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Dominic. He is Devin. And we are back. We're talking about Leviticus today. And um, Devin, if you had to rate your favorite books in the Bible, where would Leviticus be ranked? (laughs) Top ten? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> uh, I'd say top twenty. Top twenty for sure. Okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe, uh, uh, um,
0: shoot. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll go top twenty. Top twenty top, or thirty.
0: Top sixty-six.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Top
0: sixty-six. Nice, nice. What about you? Um, it's it's. Top twenty. Oh, yeah. I mean there to be honest, there's some books that I'm not very familiar with, especially the Catholic Bible There's seventy three books. So Yeah. I um, have no I have no idea what's in the Catholic Bible. It's like extra. No idea. Yeah, there's a few extra books like um Maccabees one and two. Thank god uh, Judith, Ruth. That's something for a future um, yeah, for sure. a Future podcast. We could talk about the extra books in the Catholic Bible. But let's get started on Leviticus. So Leviticus is all about sacrifice, or at least the first ten chapters are,
1: mm-hmm. which,
0: which is what we're going to cover today. And what I found interesting was that in on verse nine, it says that the offerings, in one. yeah, in chapter one, the offerings had a pleasing aroma to the Lord, and that I just found that interesting because it it kind of like humanizes God, as if he's like he's sitting around all day just like wishing he had a pleasing aroma to smell. Mm-hmm. But we all know, we all know that God's infinite, and he doesn't any desires that he has are are a result of him creating his own desires so that we can fill them Mm -hmm. it's not it's not because he's lacking something yeah but that's that's what a desire really is it means you're lacking something it's like if we weren't lacking anything we'd have no desires so this shouldn't um suggest anyone that god is not infinite all-powerful. It just means that God has decided that he is going to leave himself unfulfilled so that we can fill a desire that he has. A question I had for you, um, Devin, is whether or not you knew the rank of a lot of these animals that are being sacrificed because like, do you know, like which of the animals are probably more valuable than others? I mean, we might be able to figure it out.
1: No, I, I didn't even know that there was a, a hierarchy, you know, I, I had no idea that that even was a thing. And then what was weird to me to think about was like at the time, Were these animals, like, prized possessions to everybody else at the same time?
0: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're somebody's animals. It's not like they're community animals. They're probably, like, somebody's animals. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, back in ancient times, like, animals were, I mean, they're very important today. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, we're not coming in contact with goats every day like the ancient people were. Yeah. So th- Unless this you was live like, out
1: in like the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Which that would be cool, but not here in Illinois. <laughs> 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 um so I like I, I write a lot of stuff in the margins of my Bible, just little notes, little things that I think about. So Leviticus says that sacrifices are still needed for unintentional sins. And that's even the concentration of most of the beginning of Leviticus is sacrifices for unintentional sins. And Mm -hmm. I I just found that interesting because, like, wouldn't the intentional sins be—shouldn't those be the priority, not the ones that are done accidentally or unintentionally? i don't know
1: i think the unintentional ones are, are like ones of the heart or,
0: or ones the, of the the ones that are maybe like negligence you know you didn't really oh. care hmm.
1: yeah i think the intentional ones in that sense would be more valuable but i don't really know why there's such a uh a, an emphasis on unintentional uh sins in general like I know they're a bad thing but I don't know why it was emphasized so heavily in in Leviticus as if it's like one of the more prominent ones you know well I guess it's more prominent because you don't think about it but how would you know that it was unintentional or like how would you know that it was sinning if you didn't think about it anyway
0: I don't know they found out after the fact so they were doing something wrong and then, um, I don't know, Moses or somebody of higher authority brought it to their attention that this was a wrong thing. And then they have to do the sacrifice.
1: Yeah. Moses was probably like, yo, dude, you can't do that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. He did that a lot, actually. He yeah. was I mean, he was a party pooper, especially with the golden calf. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Aaron was like, yo, man, I just put this in there and it came out looking <laughs> like it. we just decided to throw you a party for when you come back.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, so let's see. If any one of the common people sins unintentionally in doing any one of the th- things that by the Lord's commandments ought not to be done and realizes his guilt... He shall bring for his offering a goat, a female without blemish. Um, I, I was wondering whether or not a female goat was worth less, because the, this is to make amends for the sins of the common people, so it's not like a pre-sinning. So I was thinking that maybe the reason why God only asked for a female goat is because a sinner, of a common person isn't as, you know, unexpected, or it's it's not as bad as a priest sinning. Mm-hmm. So that's just, I don't know, an in- inference that I'm sort of making. I don't know if female ghosts are worth less. I have no idea.
1: Um. Just just so everybody knows, uh, Dominic's referencing um, chapter four, verse uh, twenty-eight. 28 yeah 27 28 so what I was looking at in this as well is the significance of like the blood and mm. I'm, I had a hard time trying to figure out why there's such a strong significance of blood being you know like spoon or um, or um like thrown onto things you know Mm-hmm. Or why, like, the sheep's fat or, like, the entrails and, and things like that? Like, why why put such an emphasis on the blood?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it kind of makes sense if you think about, um, you know, fast forwarding a couple, a couple hundred years, you know, and Jesus coming back. and Thousand. Uh, or, yeah, a couple thousand. And then Jesus coming and saying, you know...
0: Or more. The,
1: yeah yeah. With, with like the last supper when he was like you know the the my blood shall be you know the cup of life mm-hmm. and it makes sense in that regard but these people wouldn't have known that at the time you know like what what significance was blood at the time of this writing or, or you know this even being written down you know yeah well the
0: interesting part is there's a lot of Areas in Leviticus that forbids the drinking of blood, Mm -hmm. and then, I mean, this is where we get into like the Catholic, Protestant dispute. But then it could be argued that Jesus asks um, people to either drink a symbol of his blood or to drink his blood. Actually, unless you drink, eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will not have. Eternal life, or you have no life in you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have Jesus kind of undoing what was said in the new in the old testament, or you might say fulfilling. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. There's a lot of things with blood. I mean, I'm just seeing here. The priest shall take some of its blood, meaning the female goat's blood, with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar of offering and pour out all the rest of the, its blood at the base of the altar so I I don't really have a good picture of this altar but it appears to have horns on it so this is a pretty scary looking altar
1: yeah like visually trying to to see all of this in your head it's, it's actually like I found it really hard to mm-hmm. try to imagine what any of this would like have looked like and i'm trying to to visualize, you know, something happy or like not really happy but where people aren't like scared and there's not like it's not dark or whatever but mm-hmm. it just sounds like it just doesn't sound very very pleasing for the animal uh you know and it also and it also sounds like uh, like a pretty gory you know Practice. yeah it sounds like something that that you wouldn't really as that that nowadays you really wouldn't associate with being pure and being of like holy presence you know mm-hmm. with like bloodletting and things like that with sacrifices like it, it just seems like this stuff before it just sounds so archaic because mm-hmm. it was super super long ago but I'm not too mm-hmm. sure if it, if everybody back then saw it that way. Like, I don't think so, right?
0: Yeah, like I, I'm like, what's the argument for why we shouldn't still sacrifice animals? I mean, I suppose it's just that Jesus's sacrifice was like the last, actually, the the last sacrifice that had to occur as far as killing
1: mm-hmm. another
0: another. Living being is concerned. It's like the sacrifice to end all sacrifices. But, yeah, I mean, this is very gory, and it's strange because, you no, know, I don't think, I think people have difficulty trying to imagine a god who, you know, is receptive to this kind of thing, who kind of, who. Who's okay is, with it? Who's pleased know. with it? Who wants yeah. us to, you know, kill a goat for our sins? But I mean, I guess this was his way of te- teaching people that you know when you sin, it matters, and we have to do something to remedy it. And this is also before Jesus came and saved everyone from their sin. Mm-hmm. So. It's like, these people didn't have Jesus, so maybe that means that they were requ- required to do this sort of thing. But I'm really not sure. I wish I had a better answer. I I want to ask
1: you another question, then. While we're going over the first half, what do you think the the purpose of guilt offerings were? And, like... Why are there so many specific offerings as if um, there's, like, a hierarchy of your sins, you know?
0: Yeah, I was thinking I about that, I thought a too.
1: sin was a sin, you know?
0: Yeah, it's true that a sin's a sin, but I think there's a, definitely a hierarchy of sins. Yeah, like So the I Commandments, think
1: Commandments, like, breaking those would be definitely way
0: worse than, you know. Right, so... But those pretty much
1: encompass all sins. <laughs> the Ten yeah,
0: I mean... All sins you can kind of tie into one of the Ten Commandments, but there are more. There are some sins that are more egregious than others. I think we'd all agree to that. Do you
1: think? Are you saying that in uh, regards to our secular viewpoints or of a theological viewpoint, like Um, a theologian or? Well, I think
0: both. I think both us secularists and I mean they wouldn't use the word sin, but they'd agree that you know like killing person is wor- is worse than telling a white lie true so i think we're all on the same page there as far as leviticus is concerned it looks like some sins like um chapter 5 if anyone sins and that he hears a public adjuration to testify and though he is a witness whether he has seen or come to know the matter yet does not speak he shall bear his iniquity. I think this is a worse sin than just a random guilt guilt offering. Mm-hmm. Because this is a sin, uh, this is like me seeing something wrong happening and me not speaking up. So what that person is required to do who doesn't speak up, <clears throat> let's see what, do you see what he has to do? Uh, Oh, I think he has to offer a lamb. Yeah. Yeah. And then if he cannot afford a lamb, then two turtle doves or two pigeons. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the point in Leviticus is that there's different offerings for different sins. So, So it's not like you can just offer a goat for any for anything you do and then it's all okay. No, you You have to follow these specific directions. You have to give this specific
1: animal. And if you didn't, like, you you were, you know, you were going to die. Like, did you, in chapter 10, when Moses' children were killed, or not killed, when they were, you know, when they died, uh, Nadab and Abihu, Abihu, I think I'm pronouncing Mm -hmm. both of those wrong like horrifically wrong but uh when they had literally when they put the wrong uh incense over the coals they burned up in the fire and died
0: Mm, yeah i remember that dude yeah i was reading that i
1: was like oh snap (laughs) that was for real
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of instances in the Old Testament of people dying just because they didn't follow specific directions given by the Lord.
1: Yeah, like in
0: but- in Numbers, I think uh somebody dies who is playing with sticks on the Sabbath. So So yeah, you shouldn't play with sticks on the Sabbath. I mean, dude, this, this is like for real. Like Yeah, this is hard. God
1: was for real back then. He was like, "Oh, so you gonna put the wrong sense on my coals?" Boom, <laughs> and they just burned up, man. They're like, and you know what's? Here is what I find like super odd, or not really odd, but like, it's just like it's different. Is that the Lord spoke to Moses so much, and he was like always talking to him and, and and whatnot. But it's like you would think that with that happening and with Moses telling you all the specifics with all these um instructions that his own children would follow them. Mm-hmm. And and just to think that like the Lord just did not st- the Lord was like, "Yo, no, I told you. You have to follow these." And because of that, you know, you're not even one of the special ones where your children are spared. It's like everybody has a problem, you know. I just found out so like it just blew my mind. <laughs> like,
0: mhm. he
1: just yeah. up, you know. That's ah. a good
0: point. That's a good point. I mean, Moses was the Lord's guy and his children are Killed because yeah, like, they didn't follow those, those directions.
1: Yeah, and, and it wasn't like Moses was just, you know, some regular Joe Schmo. Like Moses was the man. He let all them people out, was doing all them crazy, you know, cool stuff with his staff, <laughs> making bugs fly out of stuff, making boils and things come out of dust, turning rivers into, you know, blood. Moses was the dude and mm-hmm. God was just like nah man I told you
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: told you to follow him Right. Man. <laughs> how many kids and, did, uh, did Moses have anyway There's I don't know few,
0: Right? No. yeah I'm sure more than the two that died mm-hmm. I think so
1: but I don't know you were saying though
0: yeah I want to talk about, about chapter 6 so, we've talked about, I mean, most of the offerings to this point have been offerings that need to be, like, burned, right? Mm-hmm. Or, but now I think we get into the offerings that have to be eaten, you know? So, I mean, how much of a sacrifice is that, really, if you're just eating the animal?
1: I mean, they could have cooked it bad. You know, they didn't have them spices. Spice trade wasn't around.
0: <laughs> right. So, oh, in some of the cases, the priest has to eat it.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was, um, when I was reading it, I was looking at it like, why do they have to specify that, that, you know, the priest must not eat The food, as if any of the other offerings were were the were going to follow. Like none of the other offerings were the same, you know. Well, I guess there's a few where they say like it must be, it must not be eaten, and and must be eaten. But
0: what's what's your issue? You don't. What's your issue with the preceding? Like
1: I, I just don't know how some of these were like oh the priest must not eat it but they have to eat some of these things in a holy place and and whatnot you know
0: Hmm. yeah i mean i don't have a great explanation for that i that was just the directions you know i guess the priest <laughs> has special authority to take away this or i mean the priest isn't taking away the sins himself, but he's working, God is working, God is receptive to the priest's offering more so than the, the common person's offering. Yeah. So that's why the priest is given the responsibility of eating the sacrifice, and his eating of the sacrifice makes atonement for the sin. So the sin isn't forgiven unless the common person has the help of a priest so i'm sure that builds kind of a sense of community mm-hmm. so, cuz like you and i would be you know indebted to the priest or we'd have to like that that was the only that would be the <coughs> only way we got rid of our sins is if we went to a priest and the priest found us in good favor and then took the sacrifice, ate the sacrifice for us. Um, I want to go back a little bit to um, chapter 4? Well, actually, no. No, still on chapter 5. And he's talking about if anyone touches an unclean thing, whether a carcass or an unclean wild animal... So it it goes on and on. But if you touch an unclean animal, then you have to, like, make amends for it. Yeah. And my question is, is God superstitious? Because, like, what really make... Ooh. I'm not really sure. It doesn't really say what unclean means. Like, it are all animal carcasses unclean? Uh-huh that's kind of what i get from this i assume that like every any animal unless it's been like blessed or something so basically if anyone touches the skin of an animal and then then the question arises well why would anyone touch one of them anyway like are they trying to like eat its meat and god's saying don't don't eat the meat of a dead animal I don't even know. What I want to know is... um
1: How would you know that somebody was
0: unclean, you know? Yeah, well, I mean... It's not like you would necessarily know... Necessarily know every time somebody was unclean. But it's just... I mean, these are the rules for the people who are trying to stay in good favor with God. So if you if you were outside and you did touch an unclean animal, then it's not like you'd be trying to hide from people. You'd, you'd hopefully want to make amends. So, I don't think it. it's not important to, to ask, like, how would they find out? Because I think people are more honest. People would just admit it. You know, because people were... Mm-hmm. Pretty stringent back then yeah
1: that's a good question you asked though i wouldn't I don't really know if superstitious would be the right word to use because we're t- we're putting a word that we made after like I'm not sure when superstitious like like where it comes from or where like where it derives from or when it came up, but here let's see.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the word "superstitious," I'm sure, wasn't around back, or maybe there's a similar word. I don't know, but yeah. I, I, I think we. I mean, I don't really think God's is superstitious, but I mean, like, if I if I um said something was unclean, then somebody might accuse me of being superstitious. It's like, are we, when we're talking about uncleanness, what are we really talking? Are we talking about like physically unclean, like it's unsanitary, or are we talking about like it's spiritually unclean? It's just like a dirty, you know, it's dirty physically and also symbolically or um, spiritually.
1: I think symbolically should be in there too, though. Right. Right. So. so I think by definition alone, you know, like if we were to just like put clean and then <laughs> dirty, we can't have both at the same time. So if something isn't clean, then it has to be dirty. And if we look at like our hands being washed in water, our feet being washed with oils and water, you know, like like an a custom at the time, which was like, you clean yourself of this, whatever's happening. If an animal wasn't washed, then it would have to be dirty, right? So does that mean that you had to clean every animal? Like, I, I know I'm taking this a little far, you know, but like, I'm just, I'm just curious about it. You know, like what makes an animal clean? What makes an animal dirty? I know pigs were seen as like vile creatures, like nobody wanted to eat a pig. But I think that's like it sounds like a dirty animal. It sounds disgusting when you hear like, like oinking up. Them things sound crazy, man. And then they all sit in mud. I'm sure like that wasn't a pleasing sound or a look that people wanted to have, you know? Like, so if they took that animal and they were like, well, you are what you eat, like if that was even a thing. Then mm-hmm. you would mm-hmm. be like the swine you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah so yeah I think the question that I that arose in my mind was like, did, did it depend on what kind of animal it was is that what made it unclean like were some animals the carcasses of some animals were they not were they clean you know I I don't know. Like, is a cat more clean than a pig? Is there a hierarchy here, or are there distinctions? But yeah, it's it's possible. I I really don't have a good answer to be honest. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to touch on this briefly, Devin. I we could do a short one for now. Did you have any other? Closing um, comments you wanted to make?
1: Yeah. I don't want to go and say that. Because um, I know it kind of sounds. Like we're, like you and I are judging. And I just want to make it clear that we're not really judging anybody. We're, we're seriously just questioning like what all of this meant and everything. I just want to put on the record that. I don't really know all too like i didn't study the old testament text i didn't study um i like guess as, as i just said like i didn't study all of this so ironically enough i actually <laughs> studied the new testament quite a lot but <laughs> not the old testament and uh like i i've taken classes on like the new testament so that'll be interesting going over that with you but hmm for the most part, a lot of this reading from like Leviticus, um, Exodus, all the rules that that are being displayed out with instructions and intricate ways and in how to do things and, and whatnot. I'm just so curious to know why mm-hmm. or, or like the specifics behind it. Like, why was it this way? And I just want mm-hmm. to put that on the record, you know, we're just yeah. asking why.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I, that's. I don't have any problem with asking why. I don't think it's a. It's a problem. I think that's a good thing, to ask why. And I don't have the answers, but I I know someone does. And yeah. If anybody knows? Comment in the comments, man. Right. Right. Shoot yeah. Shoot us an email. Let's get you. <laughs> let's get you on the podcast. We we could try to get an Old Testament scholar on the podcast. That'd be that'd be great. That'd yeah. Be pretty cool. All right, well, good closing words. We'll end it with that. Um, yeah, next time, we'll, we'll figure out what, what's the next Bible book that we're going to do. We won't tell you guys until, until the yeah, next surprise. release. Surprise. Bada All, right.
1: Bada bang.
0: All right, guys, over and out. Peace.